Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mail Right Podcast. We're super excited to have Gary Gold. He's a legend in the luxury space. I am lucky enough to say that my path has crossed with him many times over the years. He went out to a concert with the gentleman that is directly responsible for entering me into the real estate marketing uh, space, John Crabb, and he did that recently. So anyway, mm-hmm. we're super excited to have him on the show. Gary, if you wouldn't mind, why don't you go do go ahead and do your own little uh, introduction? Uh, yeah, so by the way, between Jonathan and Robert, I think Robert's the brains of the business because when they counted down to sync the show, he did the three, three, two, one countdown. And he did it well. He did it very well, by the way. Thank you. So, yeah. Oh, thanks, thank, you, thank you for being in my place, Gary. Well, Jonathan, you just know how to surround yourself with talent. I mean, that in itself is a skill. I mean, yeah, it's like, it was like, it was pretty impressive. How, how much, how much has Robert paid you to say that? Actually? Yeah, he hasn't. I just can also just recognize talent and his countdown three to one. Probably does the ABCs well too. So uh, I started in real estate so long ago, it's embarrassing to even say it. I started when I was 17. And uh, oh, like the first house I sold in like 1980, 70, 90, 80, it was a little foggy. It was 700000 the first one. And 700000 probably equivalent to maybe a $3 million house. And that's how I started. But it also was an equity trade land was And the second one was like 600000 was also a big house, probably worth $3 million, $4 million. Say, this is in the Valley. I had to get 26 investors on a second trustee and convince all of them that their loan is worth 25 cents on the dollar. And I didn't know it at the time, but what I was, all these things I was doing was impossible. But I was so ignorant that I did it. And that's how I started, which is fortunate. <laughs> I started that. And I was for the first probably 12, 13 years of my career, I was in the Valley. And then I made the jump over to Beverly Hills, uh, started all over again. And uh, that's when it got, that's when, that's when things got really real. I mean, I was, I was successful in the Valley, but when I made the jump to the West side uh, with Jeff Highland, uh, that's when things really blew up. Um, beautiful. Thank you for, for that introduction. Um, Jonathan, for those people that may not know you, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to any new listeners that we might have? Thanks, Rob. I'm, yeah. the, joint, I'm the joint founder of meld-right.com. We're a competitor to Real Geeks and Sarah Interactive. We provide a CRM, um, email, text messaging, landing pages, and a host of other things all in one great platform that's easy to use and you own it back over to you robert all right well uh without any further ado i'm just super excited to dive into this uh into these subjects that we've got it's a rare pleasure to get somebody with gary's pedigree onto the show um the, the your name is mentioned synonymously with some of the largest right. real estate transactions that exist in the Southern California uh, luxury markets place. I constantly see your name pop up on Inman, the Los Angeles Times, the Digital Edition, um, just all sorts of things. And John has gone ahead and queued up some really great questions uh, 
that I think that bear some some merit in asking you. So um, we get, and I'm sure you get this ten times as much as we ever do. But but there is a huge difference between selling at the average price point inside a marketplace and selling at the top price point inside a marketplace. And if you wouldn't mind, maybe maybe let's use this as the example of you move from the valley and you were already doing high priced homes in the valley, yeah. but then you moved into the west, you moved in the west side, and you've just acknowledged in your intro it kind of changed the game. So why don't you go ahead and share with our audience like what were some of the differences? How did the game change? Uh well, the the numbers, you know. Now, what so when I started in real estate, a listing agreement was one page, mm-hmm. a purchase agreement was two pages. So, along with selling more expensive homes, the business has gotten more complicated. But mm-hmm. like when I sold the Playboy Mansion, it was three months of we agreed on a price, and it was three months of getting the contract down. Now, that was the most extreme example I've ever had where uh, Hugh Hefner got to stay there for the rest of his life. <laughs> he didn't really. And, as, and however long that might be, I remember when I went on the listing appointment, it was monumental to get the listing because I just wasn't the most likely person to get that listing at the time. Mm-hmm. And I won it and I convinced him I was the best person to get it. and. Um, then we're like we're walking out the door, and they said, "Oh, by the way, Hef gets." And he didn't effectively own it anymore. A private equity firm owned it, who he mm-hmm. sold Playboy to, and but he had the right to stay there for the rest of his life. And the sellers go, "By the way, Hef gets to stay there for the rest of his life." And I said, oh, "No problem. We'll work that out." And then I remember walking out, and going, "How the hell am I going to do that?" So it was very complicated. Mm. Very, very complicated. On top of just that one element, the house was run with like huge staff and a lot of expenses and a lot of deferred maintenance. And someone had to take that over. So it's this moving target and figuring out um, how to do that. And uh, I just was, I went into something called, I called missile lock. The only thing I focused on was getting that deal done. I knew it changed my career, and which it has. Um, I've had a few opportunities like that. But as prices get higher, um, it becomes a more nuanced business. My, I, I, a lot of the deals I do, it's more like detonating a bomb than selling a house. <laughs> and it's like you don't want to don't want to snap the wrong wire when it comes to you know negotiating these deals. So not always. Sometimes they're easier, but often there's there's lawyers and lawyer. I mean, there's tons of lawyers. There's accountants. There's sophisticated clients. Uh, much more demanding in general, um, and very very high touch. I have friends that sell hundreds of houses a year, and I kind of envy them in many ways. And they, yeah, we're spending the month in France or something, and it's like. I can't imagine not being in front of my phone for like six hours, let alone, you know, going away for a month. And because they've got a lot of people working with them, they've got systems in place. It's very organized. They're not relying on any one deal. 
mine, I'm a big game hunter. I mean, everything is like, everything's like brain surgery. And, uh, I make my, I'm available all the time for my clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do have boundaries sometimes. Uh, you know, I gotta go with, I mean, I do have that, but I make myself available. Just one example. I do Bikram yoga and Bikram yoga from walking in the door to walking out the door is a couple, at least two hours, two, two and a half hours. I get there a half hour early and you don't stop sweating for a half hour before you're done. So the whole process takes some time. If I'm in the middle of a deal, I will just leave my client. I'll text my client a message, go into yoga, be out in three hours. If you need me, I'll reply in three, you know, at eight 30. So, and that's not all the time, but it's a lot of the time. And I have no problem with that because the payoff is so big. I mean, when I go out of town, there's nothing more fun than being on a vacation. You're in Vegas, you're in Hawaii, you're somewhere, Cabo, and you're like on the beach or you're in your hotel room and you're working on some giant deal. I, that, that's awesome. I... I seem to recollect, and, and mind you, to be fair, Gary, these conversations that I'm recollecting are literally 10 years old. That's the last mm -hmm. time that you and I were talking on a regular basis. But I, I even then seem to, I had this thought that I thought that your mind gravitated towards the complex, like these huge deals that you're talking about, lawyers, maybe, maybe as many as 10, 20 lawyers and accountants, right? That's a lot of moving parts to do a single real estate transaction. I don't care what the price is. You could probably make more money selling more homes in other areas if you really wanted to mm, at, the level of, at the level of complexity that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a type of personality that gravitates towards this. And I'm just asking you if you agree. I think they gravitate towards me. I mean, I do envy people who just take have simpler transactions. That might even be a flaw in my armor. But uh, I'm willing to take those on. I would prefer <laughs> and rather do easier ones. I mean, some of these things are so complex, and I'm very good at complex deals. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, there's, you know, the attorney that we worked on Playboy with, she said, because you're the best agent I've ever dealt with in terms of like negotiating contracts and dealing with that. Uh, so yeah, I, it, I'm very good at doing complicated things. I figured something out. And I think that's one of the reasons I list the Playboy Mansion. When I first had an inkling that this could be a lead. Um, I remember my client, I, he's the managing partner of Playboy. Mm -hmm. And one day he said, what do you think the mansion is worth? I never thought like this is something that you sell. I right. didn't even know it was a, I actually didn't even think of it as a house or, you know, it was more like a landmark. And he said, uh, what do you think it's worth? And I just said to myself, I fucking have no idea. I've never been there. I don't know enough about it. And, and I knew it was expensive. I knew it was really expensive. And I knew there might be some intangibles there. So the only thing I knew is I said, you know what? Playboy's Mansion's a really one-of-a-kind type of property with values that exceed that are beyond uh, just maybe the intrinsic value. So let me get back to you on that. I'd like to think, think that through. 
That's all I did. I knew I just wanted to get to the next step. That is how I do complicated everything or anything is I don't need to know how to do it. I just know what the next step is. To, the, the, what's the next step I need to take? And even if that next step is wrong, it's still a next step. And then it's wrong and then you'll find the right one. So that really is, if anything is a secret, because is I just, I'm very good at figuring out how to do things I don't know how to do. And that's just because not looking at how do I get there? How do I get just out the door? How do I just take the next step? So that's how I, the first thing I said is just let me, I just want to have another day where I can answer that question. And I came back and I gave it some vague answer because it was vague. I mean, nothing's ever sold for probably the price it was worth. And he just started asking me different questions about it. And I just kept the conversation going. And I went from, you know, he didn't ask me if I, he didn't offer me the listing. He didn't say he was going to sell it. I said, I need to keep this on my radar. And I just kept on providing value to him and kept on answering questions for him. He said, what do you think of auction? Told him I didn't think it was necessary for that property. After maybe a year and a half, it was like it got real and they wanted to sell it. And I just wanted to get, I just want a shot. I'd like to meet with you guys and give you a proposal. And he said, fine. And then I said, okay. Because I went from, there's no way I could even ask for that listing to, I think I could figure out how to just get in the game. To when I started figuring out what it would I need to be to get how, how what do I even need to do to get that listing? Mm-hmm. At some point, I did so much research and I had a plan. I went from you know how could I even ask with a straight face to I'm getting that listing, no matter what. And but that wasn't from some great confidence. That was just kept on taking the next step, and all of a sudden I'm very creative. It's like okay. I see how to do this. I see the resources I need. I see who I need to bring in. I see what I need to do. I see what my strengths are. And um, I you know, I got it to the next step. And there was a lot of next steps to get that listing. It just wasn't a straight shot. It was a year and a half. If I'm understanding you correctly, to even feel like you had an, like an opportunity to treat it like a, a lead, you spent a year and a half of investing your time. And did I hear that correctly? Well, he was a client of mine. He liked me. And it was just a conversation. And I just kept on, I said, I need to stay in this conversation. And I need to start doing this. And I started getting comfortable and learning more and understanding it. And then I remember, but they didn't decide they were going to do it for a year or so. And then I remember going on the listing appointment and I said something very compelling that I think really set me apart. I said, you are meeting... And I, because I knew, I knew who they were meeting with. Like, you're meeting with the best agents literally in the country. Mm-hmm. Every single person that you are listing with are going to, will get your house sold. There's no question about it. They all know what they're doing. I go, I've been doing this a long time. I know how to get this house done. I can absolutely do it. And I go, the one distinction between me and everyone else is for them, it'll all be another notch on their belt and a big one. I mean, it's the Playboy Mansion. It'll probably be the biggest sale ever. Mm-hmm. For me, it's going to change my career. You own me. This is the most important thing I could ever do to change the trajectory of my career. And fortunately for me, I think some of the other people that went on that interview came off really arrogant. Mm-hmm. 
like they had a sense of entitlement. And sometimes when they're up against a not as formidable opponent, that will happen. And I knew the one quality I had is they knew, liked, and trusted me. The other people, they didn't know very well. They were bigger names, but I had developed a, a relationship with a key member who I've already proven myself to. There was no question about trust, about effort, about you know character. So that I knew I had going for me and being sincere in that opposed to trying to sell myself of being equal was, I think that was it. Incredible. We're going to go to break. And we, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, John is going to ask uh, the third question on your list, John, if you don't mind picking it up from there. Um, stay tuned. We've got a lot of really great things with a one of a kind guest. Uh, it's been amazing hearing about the. I, I am deeply fascinated. I feel like this show is probably going to go viral just because you keep saying the word Playboy Mansion over and over again. And who wow. isn't fascinated with the, the legend of that? space like even even hearing about it is it's just incredible anyway stay tuned we'll be right back do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are in our second part of our show with Gary Gold. The first part of the show, he was really, really generous with us and gave us a lot of the play-by-play on how he developed a relationship that was strong enough to one, acquire the Playboy Mansion as a listing and two, actually sell the property. It's pretty pretty insane stuff. John, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Oh, thanks, Rob. So, Gary, what's a couple of the basic mistakes you see regularly agents make who are trying to get in to the luxury market. I know that you work a bit with Tom Ferry, and I, I understand you've got a course, and I would imagine that part of that course covers this subject. So maybe yeah, you can give a, give a quick outline of a couple that you regularly see agents make. I think that would be really helpful, Gary. Well, it's funny. I, I do teach a course. It's called Compete and Beat the Best.com. Which, uh, no, that's the, that's the sales page. It's called Compete and Beat the Best. And I teach agents how to compete against the best agents to get the best listings and win consistently. Because often when you're trying to break in all the time, you're going to be up against people who have a better track record than you that just on the surface, they're more likely to get it. And one of the things I teach in that course is how you can be the best agent for them. You don't have to, like I did with the Playboy Mansion, I didn't have to prove I was the best agent. I had to prove I was the best agent for them. And that is one of many things. But the last part of the course, I talk about 32 things that agents do that cost them a commission. And uh, so you're spot on with that. So, but I will, I'm happy to get into that. Uh, I would say one thing that, people uh, should be aware of is I believe every agent will get an opportunity or more than one opportunity like I did with the Playboy Mansion. And I've had several others. I've been fortunate enough to have a few opportunities 
that I completely seized and it blew up my career. I've had a few that I seized and it blew up my career in a negative. So I've gone both ways with that. (laughs) But uh, I've had a rocky road, let's put it that way, which has just made me all the better teacher. Um, We all get opportunities to see something that can really change it and can come in a lot of different forms. Because I, I, more questions than, I speak at a lot of conferences and I've probably had a couple thousand people come up to me and ask me, how do I raise my price point? Mm -hmm. How do I get to the next level? And sometimes being being the smart ass I am, I go, just go to sellers that that need a listing agent and don't know anybody.com and they have a lot of money. Forward slash, and they have a lot of money. That's not how it happens. So I'll give you another example how I broke when I moved from the valley to the west side and I didn't know one canyon from the next. I was starting from scratch. Um, because you gotta be able to I recognize these opportunities and they come in a lot of shapes. So I'll give you a really good example. Um uh, I didn't know one canyon from the next. I was starting from scratch. I went from having my own company to, to being at a desk in a real estate office, <laughs> um, having to prove myself with people like that were like these little boppers, and they were doing well because they had. Been, and I was I was starting from scratch, and I didn't like it. And I remember I went to the Palm Restaurant, and I ran into a client from the Valley, and he was in the music business, and he was with. He used to be in promotion. Now he's a manager, and he's with. A client and he said can you help us find a two thousand dollar a month par- apartment when i moved to the west side i didn't think what i was going to be doing is taking people out and showing them two thousand dollar a month leases but my instincts told me these people are in the entertainment industry they're managers i've done a lot of business with them in the past and i have nothing going on i need to get the ball rolling and I need to see where the, you know, I need to give this a shot. So I, I took that person out and uh, well, I kept on, I actually kept on calling her because not only did she need a little apartment for two grand that I'm going to make 12 cents on, she was hard to get a hold of, but I just kept on pursuing it. And I just thought there was something there. And by the time I took her out, she was having some success as a singer. By the time I sold her a house, she was having a lot of success as a singer and we became friendly. And by the time she moved into that house, cause she remodeled it, she was one of the biggest stars in the world. And it just happened to work out that way that uh, it was Paula Abdul. And uh, so she wanted to buy a much bigger house now cause she's a big star. She's like, you know, some, you know, someone who just, you know, hit the, you know, Billie Eilish at the time. And um, so what I did is I want to, I want to silence this thing. I didn't think of that before. So what I did is there were all these new construction homes on the West side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I went and showed her all these homes that were under construction that weren't on the market yet. And um to all these developers and they were three and four million dollar houses just dispersed throughout Bel Air and Beverly Hills. I I'm walking around with Paula Abdul and 
I'm showing him all these houses. I ended up not only selling her a $3 million house, double ended it. This is 1989. I also listed in the next year and a half, about 25, three to $4 million houses, new construction. I was on the boards. And that was from a saying yes to a $2,000 a month lease. But I was strategic about it. I knew that that could be, that could be an opportunity. Opportunities take shape in a lot of different ways. It could be that person might be like, you know, in the entertainment business. That person might be an attorney with other clients. That person might be belong to a country club or they might open you up to UCLA, USC alumni. Um, it could be in a new area that you want to break into and having that listing and holding an open house and marketing will help you blow up in there. But that's how we often get, sometimes it's just one scratching one deal at a time. Sometimes it's just like major house, like the Playboy Mansion or your version of it in your area, something, or it's a famous architect or it's a well-known seller or buyer or you do that and that person happens to have a business manager who could help get you other business and you're doing it there. So you want to look for those opportunities because that's how it often happens. Someone does this one thing and it just blows up their career. I've had several of those opportunities and I've taken advantage of a bunch of them. And every agent will get those opportunities. Most of them won't recognize it. And interestingly enough, I know a few people that literally leases got them there. Now that's not for every market or every situation, but um, so you got to keep your eyes open. You got to have like your spider sense open for is, could there be more to this than just in that case, a tiny potential commission? Right. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here because I'm, I'm deeply fascinated with this conversation. Um, over, I, I don't recollect exactly what part of your journey is, but I do recollect having some conversations with you a long time ago where technology wasn't yielding you the results that you wanted for your career. I, I remember that vividly. And so here we are 10, 12 years later, you're literally one of the hottest luxury real estate agents in all of Southern California at this particular moment. So what are a couple pieces of technology that you do buy into right now at your current level of fate? Like, is there anything that, that has crossed your desk that you use or buy into or think is a hot thing? Like, is there any? Yes. Okay. What, what, There's a couple that are really good because the other thing that's different about being a high-end agent, it can apply to anything. And when I high-end agent just means high touch high service agent. You could be doing it at a lower price range and that's your distinction. You just provide a ton of service and you're very professional and you're, you know, you over deliver. So there's one piece of pro and it's not the only one, but it's one I use something called property shark. Okay. I am not affiliated with property shark at all. And what it is, it's kind of like having a title company, what the title reps have, you have now, basically. But it does a couple things that are really cool. Um, let's say you're going on a listing appointment. And this is where you could find an opportunity that you didn't realize was there. Someone wants to sell some little rental. Mm-hmm. You look it up. And then one of the things you can do with that is you look up the rental. He owns it. You see when he bought it. You can see permits if they've ever thought of remodeling it. You see how much he owes. You see history of documents. All that's great. But it also... you can 
switch gears and look at his name and it'll show you other homes associated with that seller. So you realize this guy's selling a $700,000 condo that's a rental, but he owns 20 of them. And he also owns a $10 million house in Bel Air. Those situations are unbelievable. So it does that. The other thing that it does that's really good is it digs a little deeper. And if it's a corporation, it can tell you who's behind that. And it can just be more information. Um, now, I have a friend named Steve Hundley, who's got a company called The Genie that he's launching. A couple people are using it at this point. That takes this concept and to even a bigger, bigger level. We'll be hearing more about that. Um, so that is one of my favorite things. Another one that I love is, and it's simple, I keep an iPad right next to my monitor and my phone in front of me and all three of those devices. And I have the Ultra Watch here. Um, all of those items have different qualities and do things best. So when I'm, let's say I'm just looking at what houses to caravan or I'm doing comps for a client or I'm sent, I'm going to go out with a client because I'm selling everywhere. I don't know the market at one place. Like if you had a farm, you just know everything. I'm sure it's such a wide area and so vast that I'm looking all over the place, sometimes even outside of LA. So when I'm looking at property, for, let's just use for comps. You're going to go and you're going to talk to a seller. I have next to me, um, I, uh, okay, I, I have my iPad Pro next to me and I am on either Google Earth or Google uh, Map, Google Earth or Google Maps. And I am looking at a aerial view of that property. And, like with, and then you can also go down to a street view and walk down the street. And you can see... You know, why is the house that you're selling looks like it was on the market for 10 and there was something that is that sold for 12 and you go look and you see that the, you know, the home that sold for 12 is in just a superior location than yours that might be behind an apartment building. So you get to see things. So I love looking at Google Earth in addition to just the MLS and getting more information and looking in property sharp getting more information. I've been on a couple uh, listing appointments lately that the people have been using their house as an ATM machine for years. I mean, it's like one hard money loan after another until they have no equity left. Sure. And you go on a listing appointment, it's really important to know where they're coming from and knowing what their intentions are. Often people will say one thing and have another one. And and they'll maybe ultimately tell you things, but it's the more you know about why someone's selling and why they're buying, the better you can serve them. So Property Shark and as simple and free as it is, Google Earth and Google Maps are unbelievable. I am using um, to a certain extent AI. I'm just using it. It's a good thing to start with when you're writing copy. It's a good thing to end with just to shorten it uh, or check if you're saying something offensive or saying something off color or anything like that. I don't think it's the end all at this point. It, I mean, I still think, I think people are going to get smarter where AI is really just going to be a tool and people will be able to see, oh yeah, this is just AI. So, but 
it's a really good thing. I wrote this copy. It just took forever. And um, it was 1,500 characters, and I needed to get under 1,000. I threw it in chat GPT, and I go, rewrite this so it's 1,000 characters. And, you know, after a couple tr- tries and a couple, you know, the right prompts, it was really good, and it saved me a lot of time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send one referral back to you, and I'm going to be transparent about this. I sit on the board of advisors, and I have an ownership interest in the company that I'm going to mention to you. But I see a lot of prop tech come, up to come, come through my desk. This one is fascinating and, and geared specifically towards the top 1% of real estate agents. It puts you mm-hmm. in the role of essentially being the title, title and escrow company without you having to do anything. Sign up for the service and you take a piece of the back end transaction. At the same time, they automate everything, digitize everything, all 500 pages, all the documents, everything is digitized for you so that you can see it in one transparent place on a dashboard, plus gives you a piece of the back end. If you haven't heard of it or if you haven't had anybody else start to talk to you, the movement that I see for really, really big producers on the broker side. And the, the super luxury agent side is taking a piece of other pieces of the transaction in a meaningful way. Powered by Nile is one of the companies doing that. Place, which is a Ben Kinney company, and I have no interest, like no ownership interest in that. Right. That's another company doing the same concept from a different direction. But uh, if you haven't checked that out, number one, it's probably a huge profit center for somebody like you where you just haven't even thought about it. And number two, there might be huge technological advantages for you to, to even look at it. Um, and, and last but not least, as you are well aware, they will bend over backwards to attach your name to any of these, pro- any of these prop tech companies. You would have a huge negotiating right. factor if you decided you were interested in the technology as a, well, at a super high level. Up to now, I do like people bending over backwards for me i'll be honest with you uh, but i don't i haven't like taken like a piece of anything i make my commissions are so big i just want to keep my referrals kind of pure uh but um you know the world has changed and you know there's affiliate marketing and as long as it's um you know done in you know properly i'm you know i'm open to it and uh by the way i don't think you got very few people know this but i i i'm i'm the inspiration behind ai i don't think you knew that did you no no No, i was working with you so the guys that originally invented it they were clients of mine i was showing them homes and he he was asking me questions he just was drilling me one but they both were one after another and i remember one looked at the other and he goes you know He's not really that smart. I mean, he's like, he sounds intelligent, but it's like artificial intelligence. And then the other one, like the light bulb went off. And I think that that was the inspiration for AI right there. Funny enough, Gary. <laughs> Funny enough, Gary. I'll get that every day, actually. But there we go. Yeah. We'd like to do one last bonus question. If we can get maybe, do you have five or 10 more minutes to, to offer us, Gary? Or are you? Are you I do. Time? Okay. I'm fine. Um, so, we have two questions, but I'm going to say, uh, John, that you pick one of the two. They're both your questions, and we mm-hmm. we uh, we offer it up as bonus content. And we're going to—I will say this—the last two questions we had to ask you, Gary, were both kind of aimed at newer agents looking to maybe break into the luxury space. So, Can you make a multiple choice. 
<laughs> I don't know, John. That's... Well, I think, I think the... Um, so, Gary, um, you know, what, what have been some of the, you know, are there some influencers, some people in the industry that when you see them write something or they're on YouTube, you say to yourself, if I've got a moment, I'm going to read it or watch it. Are there people that have influenced, you know? In real estate or just in general? Well, in real estate, but if you want to name some people outside it, fair do have a go at it, Gary. Right. So I'm really impressed with uh, Anthony, uh, Andrew Huberman. He's a scientist, punk rocker, skateboarder on YouTube. He's blowing up. He's huge. He's one of the biggest ones. And he talks about human potential and human performance and health. But it's just completely scientific. It's all based on science. And he's compelling. And the one thing he had said that I just, I've been talking about lately, he said, condition yourself. He says the best, the most valuable uh, currency in the world is dopamine. It's what inspires us. It's what makes us do things. It's what drives us. You know, if uh, Elon Musk, if you could, you know, get rid of his dopamine, he, 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 he couldn't wake up in the morning and get a job. So uh, he said, condition yourself, and this is so important for agents, to trigger a dopamine response, not in the sale when you close a deal, but in the pursuit and the process. He goes, because so many people like hold their breath and grind through something. You hear this word grinding. And then celebrate the big win. They imagine, you know, being on a beach in Hawaii, relaxing, and the world is a peaceful place now. He goes, this is a recipe. And this is, he, he speaks in facts. This isn't, you know, you know, some story. This is a recipe for depression. Because yeah. you go through this whole thing, you get this moment that lasts just for a brief time. And then the ability to recreate that you have to go through a whole cycle again before you feel that again. Not a good thing. He goes, if you trigger yourself to get a dopamine response, and you can do this and crave the pursuit, then you make a sale, do a little uh, jig, and then you can go right back to the pursuit. And after he said that, I noticed all the good agents do not sit there and hang with the success with the with the sale that long they're competitive and they want to they want to do the next deal i love that okay <laughs> and i would say fantastic uh, hearing the one person uh who i think is just he's very analytical and he's all numbers and you know we've worked together there's a guy named tim smith in orange county he has a huge team he is, he really has great insight. He does. I, I, I say of everyone I've heard speak, I think Tim has got incredible insight. And you can see, I think Tom Ferry's interviewed him a couple times. He's been on a couple things. It's not his, he's out there selling, but he really has a good, uh, he's got a good rap and he really understands the business and really gets behind something and he executes he thinks something, he talks about it, and then he goes out and he does it. So, yeah, I'm real impressed with uh, Tim, amongst others. That's incredible. For those of you who are listening to the show, Tim Smith and Andrew, what was the last name? On the Huberman. Show? Huberman. Mm -hmm. So strong recommendation to go out and check those guys out. Gary, I'm actually going to check both those guys out uh, probably as soon as the show uh, wraps here because 
I know a lot of real estate influencers and I don't know either one of those gentlemen. So yeah. I think, I I think you- I'm not sure if either of them are real estate influencers, uh, either than Tim is a great agent. And mm. when, every, when he speaks, I think he's great. I don't, I don't watch a lot of real estate. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tom Ferry. I think he's great. I, I like the, you know, I think me and him are different. I'm, you know, an agent. He's not, but I like what he has to say. He said some of the smarter things that I've, uh, that have resonated with me. Uh, the one thing he said, and I just never forgot it. And I, I tell him, and he doesn't remember, but it was so great. He goes, don't tell people what you think. Tell people what you know. I used to hedge my bet. Well, maybe we could check out your price and be definitive, be sharp, spot on. Tell people exactly the numbers. Uh, I currently have a listing with uh, Josh and Matt Altman. Mm -hmm. And Josh, he's so direct and so knowledgeable when he talks to our seller. Very impressive. So many people try to be lally gag and the best agents i know just i mean you can have finesse but the truth is the best bullshit <laughs> it really is <laughs> i like that one a lot mm-hmm. well gary you've been incredibly generous with your time we're going to wrap the show up um yeah. before we go i am sure there is a reason you agreed to come on our little our little corner of the podcast world. So uh, how would you like, what would you like people to look at? If they want to look you up, if okay. they want to like do some more research, yes. where do you want to send them? I like, I've been doing things like this for a dozen years. I like doing it. I like giving out information right now. I do have a little bit more of agenda than normal because I'm really excited about teaching this course where I just give all the fundamentals. It's a four hour live and online course over four week periods and um, people are getting great results. And literally after the first week, they're getting listings and making sales and taking out buyers for people that literally fell through the cracks in their CRM. Um, so it's called competeandbeatthebest.com. I mentioned it before. You mm-hmm. should check it out. I'm in my beta right now. So price is really great. And the classes are a little bit smaller as I, you know, uh, right now on purpose. Uh, and you, you know, I teach it, I created it. It's like my life story in the form of a course teaching, basically opening up my playbook and showing you how I do the fundamentals on the highest level. That's what it's all about. And, uh, so I would have been on the, the podcast anyways. I like the sound of my own voice, but right now I'm, uh, you know, getting that off the ground and it is blowing up and I'm uh, really happy about it. I I love teaching agents as much as I like um, selling. I really do. It's just something it's, I used to do stand up. It's kind of like in a way that connection with people I really Mm -hmm. like. And um, that's what I'm that. So it's compete and beat the best.com. Go there, check it out. Um, and if you're not, you know, if you if you want to get a little bit more information, there's a place where you can book a call with me so we can talk about it in more detail. It's kind of like I'm, a, I'm your therapist for 15 minutes, your real estate therapist. And they tell me their troubles and I tell them their solution. And um, there you go. Awesome. Um, John, 
if somebody wants to look you up or or do any research on you, where where would you like them to go? Oh, just go to the male-right.com website. You can book a, a therapy chat with me if you like. If you like English Uber, I'll brighten your day up. I don't think I'll be as effective as Gary, but I can have a go at it. So you can do that, Robert. Back over to you, Robert. But, but is there any is there any like uh, like English pub or fish and chips place in Carson City that they might see as well? No, but in Lake Tahoe, <laughs> there is an English pub actually that does do some good fish and chips actually, Gary, okay. but not in Carson. Not in okay. Carson. Um, Robert, Robert says sly remarks about Carson City because he's a bit of an LA snob actually, Gary. He, he thinks I live in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live in a city where heavy metal bands go to die. But anyway, so listen, for those of you who may or may not know me, I, my name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound REM. At this point, I sit on a couple of prop tech advisory boards. I founded my own technology company, and my, my pedigree is in the real estate SEO space. So if anybody wants to learn any more about that, just head over to inboundrem.com and you can learn all that you would want to learn. Thank you again, Gary, for agreeing to come on the show. It has been super fun to reconnect with you again. Yeah, um, great. For, the, for all those people listening, I personally say you should go check out Gary's site. No, no. I, I don't remember all the details, but I do know that you have a more colorful past just like I do, and you still manage to grind away and get to where you are. I think it's an incredible story. Yes. Yeah, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm 38 years sober. Um, 17. It's been a rocky, oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying to me originally, but but we can do that offline. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, everybody that tuned in, we so deeply appreciate you. Thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, tune in again the next time when we'll hopefully have another great guest, or John and I will just harass each other about something related to digital marketing. Either way, we hope you join us. Take care. <laughs>